Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast, hosted by Jermaine Flood and Tara Wren. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. We're hitting the road for the first episode of our museum field trip series with a stop at the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience in Meridian, Mississippi. We'll tour the cutting-edge facility with Director of Communications and Programs, Laura Hester, and Youth Educator, Casey Mosley. By shining the spotlight on Mississippi statewide contributions in arts and entertainment, the Max will guide visitors to other towns and museums throughout the state. From Elvis Presley's Tupelo to B.B. King's Indianola to Jimmy Buffett's Pascagoula to Eudora Welty's Jackson to Walter Anderson's Ocean Springs and many more through exhibitions, performances, classes, and events. We've received your signed permission slips, so buckle up and enjoy the tour. Jerry Lee Lewis, Chet Cora, Margaret Walker, Tammy Wynette, John Lee Hooker, Oh, Dickie. <laughs> David, David Ruffin. <laughs> the walk of fine. <laughs> Pulling up to downtown Meridian on a beautiful, crisp, and sunny day. And of course, we are here to enjoy this whole entire museum experience. The Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience Building is a beautiful brick building that sits right off of Front Street, not long away from I-20. Outside of it, it has a wall waterfall, which greets you right when you walk into the entrance of the museum. If you listen to the sounds of the city, downtown Meridian is so beautiful. It has a very old town vibe to it. Shops are open downtown, cars are in front of them, and it is just a beautiful day. Across the street, you can also see shops with Christmas already going into their display windows. They've got the Christmas trees up as you walk downtown Meridian. This museum was voted Best of Mississippi Travel 2021 by the readers of Mississippi Magazine. And it is a beautiful facility for us to be able to enjoy this tour today. So I hope you all enjoy this. Here we go. Right now I am here with Ms. Laura Hester, the Director of Communications and Programming here for the Max Museum in Meridian, Mississippi. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat, Ms. Hester. Thank you so very much for having us. It's our absolute pleasure, and we are thrilled to show you what we offer for the museum and educational opportunities as well. Definitely, definitely. So I'm excited to get this tour started. Are you? Absolutely. Let's Absolutely. do it. Okay, do wonderful, it. <laughs> wonderful. Well, we are in our Hall of Fame, and this is the heart of our museum in the sense that we recognize those who have given contributions to the Max in a variety of areas. The artists that we feature are musicians, they are singers, they are dancers, they are actresses, they are actors, they are 2D artists, they are 3D artists, they are writers, and they're all featured in our Hall of Fame, and it's all people that you would know in Mississippi. And a lot of people come into our Hall of Fame and go, wow, I had no idea that person was from Mississippi. And that's pretty true throughout our, our museum. So this is sort of the heart of where we stand. What's cool about this to me is that you can vote on who's here. So the public has an opportunity to choose. But we've just finished that process for our next class, and that will actually be announced in 
Jackson in January, okay. who our next recipients of the Hall of Fame are. So, so the we're very excited. Will switch. Well, they'll be added too. Oh, okay. So where you see like the Max logo in certain places or other things, yeah. that's making room for additional photos with time. I will also mention that in this area, you see kiosks throughout. So we have quite a few of those both in our lower rotunda and upstairs in our upper rotunda. They're all the same, but they all feature additional information about every artist that you see. So there is sort of a deep dive that you can experience. They also have headsets that you can pick up and in some cases listen to music or see a performance or whatever it might be related to that particular artist. So there's a lot more to learn as you're in here. Our teaching exhibit gallery is a wonderful opportunity because it's going to change a few times a year. But specifically, we really try to tailor that to be interesting and different and unique. So right now, we have a special exhibit featuring the fashions of Patrick Kelly and T.J. Walker. Both are from Mississippi, of course. T.J. Walker is local and he is known for cross colors. He developed that brand along with his partner and it has been a wonderful exhibit for us. Something, like I said, a little bit different, a little bit unique. People don't necessarily think of fashion as being an art form, but we do. And um, so we can kind of walk through. So we had a fashion show recently that was a big hit. We involved um, students in our community for that program. And it was a lot of fun. And TJ was gracious enough that he was here for that, but allowed the students he participated to keep the fashions that they modeled. So he's been very gracious to us. So all of this is about statement. And of course, we always tie back to how can it be an educational opportunity for what we refer to as our hero. And our hero is kind of that middle school to high school level. So thinking about how they can connect to art in some special way is really a critical integration for us. So thinking about that they may not necessarily know Patrick Kelly or they may not necessarily know T.J. Walker, but they know the Cross Colors brand. They also know who he's dressed. So they know Cardi B. They know others that he may have dressed, and that's where that connection comes in. So Casey, our youth educator, I think does a wonderful job of trying to figure out programming of how those can tie back. One of the things I love about this exhibit so much, my background is in history education. And so when I'm doing tours in here, especially with teenagers, we talk about kind of what Laura talked about earlier, that fashion is an art form too. So it's encouraging kids to think outside the box on, you know, oh, well, I'm not creative, but you are in some area in fashion or sketching or anything like that can be involved with that as well. But I love that all of the text panels in here talk about the background of both Patrick Kelly and TJ Walker and how they, as black men from Mississippi, turned experiences that they had into fashion to kind of turn stereotypes on its ear or to bring African culture into the mainstream American culture and what that looks like and how to celebrate that. And it's also been really fun to me to see the teachers that come in with the kids because they're like, oh, this is my era. This is what, you know, let me show you the shoes that I had. And it gets to where you open a dialogue between generations. So if a family came in, not just a class, but a family came in, you know, they could have a minute and talk about, well, what was it like when you were a teenager? And it really sparks those historical discussions too. 
and attracts everybody because it's just like we have belt buckles and shoes and socks and dresses. It's all kind of things in here. Now, Casey, what's the most just surprising for me? I didn't even know. And I've been wearing cross colors since probably the <laughs> late 90s that they were from Mississippi. Oh, yeah. So there's literally surprises about Mississippi in every corner of this museum, and we're just getting started. Absolutely. So Absolutely this is amazing. Yeah, Good so stuff, y'all. I did want to add about the, the Hall of Fame. There are 28 in the Hall of Fame now, but in the museum itself, and as you'll see upstairs when we get in the exhibits, there are hundreds of Mississippians that we celebrate that contributed to any kind of art and entertainment form in Mississippi. So you'll see that when we get upstairs. Well, I'm ready. I will say our curatorial team does a fabulous job of coordinating these exhibits. So it's something that you can always, from a, an education point of view, our teachers can think about that there is going to be something different more than likely every time they come in that we will have some special offerings outside of what students may have already seen in the museums itself. So this exhibit will be through mid-January and then it will be leaving us. We also have a smaller exhibit that's coming up pretty soon and it features the illustrations of Chuck Gailey, a children's book illustrator, so we're very excited about that as well. So getting started, we're about to enter our first exhibit and this is what we refer to as our intro theater and this is giving it's about a seven minute film it's giving an overview of everything that you'll see when you get into the exhibits what I really love about this is it helps our audiences to understand how Mississippians as a general rule found their inspiration and of course you'll see that as you get into our primary exhibits but it's from the land it's from the home, it's from the school, it's from the church, it's from other areas. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit more, but this video is given a little bit of indication of that. So we'll keep moving. Okay. Casey, you feel free to jump in here too. Okay, yeah. Um, this, is, this is Casey's favorite exhibit, so I may let her. Oh, we're like on a little uh, river, a virtual a river. We're on a virtual river. <laughs> so let me share a little bit about why our virtual river is significant. So first of all, you have an opportunity to get inside of a boat. So all of our exhibits have an experience of some kind. That's why that's in our name. But specifically, they're all interactive. So we don't want you to just look at things on a wall and read, although there's some of those things too. We want you to actually experience everything that you see. So this is a real boat. You can see that the back of it is cut off, and the reason for that is so that it can be wheelchair accessible for our friends who have special needs. But also... While you're sitting in our boat, most people find this to be really peaceful and serene. And you're looking to see how artists were influenced by particular areas. So as you're looking at a, at a scene here, you'll see a piece of artwork that was inspired by that particular scene. So we found people come and spend a lot of time. Yeah, I, I mean, we've actually had people spend hours in some cases because they find it peaceful and relaxing. Well, I, I could stand here as well for forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll also mention that this is a prime photo op. 
So we see people, kids in particular, because remember, we want it to be fun and enjoyable for them. So this is where the selfies occur. This is where the group shots occur in a lot of cases, and that's that's exactly what it should be for. I'll, I'll add a little bit about the educational part of it. Whenever we have field trips come in, I love this space to set up what you're about to see in the major exhibits that we'll go into because historically it grounds you again. So what I tell, especially teenagers, you know, and middle schoolers when they're in here, but everybody, is the way we transfer ideas to make the culture that we live in looks different depending on what time you live in. So today, I'll tell them, you know, if I wanted to make up a new dance, I could record it on TikTok, upload it, and immediately it's everywhere in the world. But in the earlier years of Mississippi in our country, it wasn't like that. So you had to use things like boats and like the railroad that you see behind you to transfer people, goods, and ideas too. So I encourage them as we go through, I'm like, you'll see really cool interactive spaces, but when you're in them, think about what that means and how ideas were shared and created because we have a boat. And then you'll see, like she was mentioning earlier, a classroom, a church, a juke joint, you know, a front porch. How many ideas have been shared around front porches? Thinking about how we transfer those ideas around is really neat. And watching kids do their selfies, or my six-year-old was in the boat one day and it was just me and her in here and she was like, oh, we're taking on water, like playing around. But it opens up your imagination so much to history and culture and connection with other Mississippians and seeing the common ground that we have is so important for all ages, six years old to, you know, (laughs) senior citizens. Everybody can get something out of here. This is a good place. Yes. I'm glad I'm here for the first time. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. This is my first time. I told you you had to come. I told you you had to come. I'm like a newborn baby in here. (laughs) Seeing it. Yes. And And this is exactly, that right there is exactly what we want every child in Mississippi to see. Mm -hmm. That right there. We want them to feel that excitement when they walk through our doors um, because that excitement right there translates into so many avenues and so many areas. And what you're going to see as we move in, and this is our ultimate goal for every child that comes through, is for them to see success. In lots of different ways. In lots of different ways. There's not a person that's featured that hasn't seen, that hasn't had success in Mississippi. So for those who feel like they're in an impoverished area or in an area where they may not have the opportunities that they'd like, so did all of these people, every one of them. So that's what we want to translate, and our teachers can help us with that. It's just we think it's an incredible opportunity that every student in Mississippi should take advantage of. So let's keep moving. All right. So this is a fun area. This is getting into um, our cabinets of curiosities, and it's exactly that. So it's looking at things a little bit different, and it's in this particular drawer that I just opened, it has camera equipment, which they, in a lot of cases, may not have seen because they're using phones. That's what they know. But this is typical camera equipment that was used to create a lot of the photography that you may see in this exhibit. And there's, you know, quite a few other things as well. So it gives students something to open up and look at while they're here because this is a favorite, what I'm pointing to now. And these are two interactive exhibits. One is a pottery exhibit where you can create a virtual piece of pottery. Oh, my gosh. And not only that, you may email it to yourself when you're done and take it with you. So you have a keepsake of some kind. I've heard several people say that they have blown it up and put it on walls and whatever. 
And then the one next to it is a painting exhibit. So you can create a virtual painting. So all of these are based on Mississippi artists. So as you can see, you can create a painting sort of in the same way or a piece of pottery. So this is McCarty pottery, which is really popular. You could create a piece of pottery that resembles or is in the same style as McCarty. It's literally a virtual wheel. So you can choose one of the three. So we have George Orr, Liam Putt McCarty or Claudia Carte, and you can determine which one you'd like. So let's just choose McCarty since I mentioned it. And it's going to give you some instruction. We'll just skip that for now. You do have headsets that can be used to kind of so you can hear the instruction. And I will mention that our housekeeping staff does a wonderful job of ensuring that our museum and our exhibit is safe. They clean these. They literally go behind every person that comes through and they're cleaning so you can be assured that everything is safe. One of the things that I love about this so much is a lot of teachers and students and even parents with kids, right? You think, okay, well, I'm going to take them into a museum, but they can't touch anything and they have to keep their hands to themselves and they need to not knock anything over and all of that. But what we do is we welcome you to use your hands and sit down and even though it's virtual, like, look what that looks like, you know, and interact, pull the drawers open, click on the videos that we have. We have some iPads in the classroom area that you'll see and they get to draw on them. So just we encourage that interaction of guests, which is so unique in a museum setting. But a lot of museums are moving that way to be a lot more interactive. But that old understanding of a museum being a stodgy place where you have to be very careful and be very quiet (laughs) is not really what we do here and that's why it's so attractive to families and teachers as well before we move on I'll add one other item about these particular exhibits that we've noted in the past so if you're in a classroom setting or in an art classroom setting and you're giving a child a piece of clay and telling them to use their imagination and sculpt it that's a little hard for some and so they often might throw the oh I can't do that same thing with a painting But in here, in this particular case, the technology is something that they gravitate to. And, you know, and also it's a situation where they really can get the, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And so when they do get to the real thing, when they do get a piece of clay to try to sculpt on their own, it's kind of, oh, well, I was able to do it there so I can do it in a real life setting. So it's a confidence builder for us in that sense as well. Okay. All right, so now we're moving to another area. This is a really popular one. This is our juke joint. Yes! There are some really, really great things that you'll see. I'll also point out it is kind of set up like a bar where you can get a history of our juke joint. There is one lower for children and or those who are in wheelchair situations. And I'll point out a couple of things that you'll see is just as you pan the room, B.B. King's guitar alone, his guitar Lucille, among other things, is a a really special item. We also have Cher McConnell Dickerson's cast that she made. She's completely blind now, but these are also ones, and again, there's nothing in here with the exception of a few things that are behind glass, but even sculpture is available to be touched and explored by our guests and children particularly, so that they were able to do that. So even if we had someone who is doesn't have sight they can still touch and feel and experience in the same way okay so one of my favorite things in here I'm going to show you this is the ability to create your own band okay so for those who have a musical interest 
you don't have to put the headphones on because okay. it's going to play overhead. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to add musicians to our band and create it exactly how we'd like. So if we click on the piano, let's choose Jerry Lee Lewis and add him to our band. Let's choose... Definitely put him on the piano. Definitely put him on the piano. How about Mr. B.B. King Please. to the guitar? How about Mr. Cedric Burnside on the drums? This is a dream. <laughs> a dream set here. And how about Michael Henderson on the guitar as well? You ready to hear our song? I'm ready. All right. Y'all ready to hear some music? These guys. It's their first time playing together. B.B. King fan, and I really only wanted to hear his guitar. I can take the other pieces out and just hear what that might be like. So our hope with this is that a child coming in might again see, oh, I could do that, but they might have exposure to an instrument that they've never had exposure to before. And so from there, what if they went back to school and said, I might like to be in band. I might like to explore that further. So we hope we open up some insight for kids in particular to see a different world. Right. Casey, what would you add? I, I was thinking even having this computer screen where you're getting to pick who's on what instrument and how loud each instrument plays and all of that gives students hands-on and you know everybody hands-on experience with audio engineering and that's something else that we do here especially for we do some audio engineering courses for high school students and for adults too but we have special ones for high school students to get into our governor's recording studio downstairs a real live recording studio and even engineering and, and working with sound boards and helping a band get to where they are is an art form and so important for students and people to be trained in and it's exciting for a lot of them because some kids might be like well I can't play guitar but in the music industry not everybody plays guitar you have to have the engineers and the people pulling the chords on the stage and all of that that is so important and it opens kids minds to that I'm gonna come back and play a little while <laughs> <laughs> we hope you'll come back we do offer um, as part of our programming a blues series so we have a lot of the guys that you would know throughout the state of Mississippi come in and play for us, usually about once a quarter or so. I mean, it's a, just a really fun event. And we also usually have a virtual performance of that as well. So, so we'll move into our television studio. So you can see from the outside moving in that this is what a television studio might have looked like at one time. You don't necessarily see it quite this way, but this is a setup of what a storefront would be if you were going to purchase some of this equipment a while back. And we'll walk in and there's a large screen set up like a TV screen, but this is kind of going to go through the history of television and specifically featuring artists that have contributed to television in some way over the course of time. So we're kind of walking in where it's a more modern version, but it starts 
much earlier than this. And there'll be some things that kids would recognize and really be able to relate and gravitate to, like a lot of people don't know that the founder of BET, the founder of MTV, are both from Mississippi. I will say that our friends that come in from other states, and we see a lot of activity from all over the world, specifically the southeast and beyond. We have tour groups that come in from lots of different places, but when they come in, we generally get kind of the same response and that is I had no idea they had no idea that these people were from Mississippi their perceptions are different from what they thought so they're learning that what they see sometimes that's depicted in television and social media may not be exactly the way they thought it was and so this is a way that we can change minds and change opinions and, and really showcase what's so special about the state of Mississippi. This is just beautifully done. I love the whole setup of this. Whoever builds for you all is an amazing builder. Yeah, our designers, and it's you know a couple of different teams that really spent years putting this together did a fabulous job. There is no question. Hey, there we are. Yeah, let's go look. <laughs> So, of course, MPB... We are on the wall. MPB is on the wall. Yes, um, (laughs) it's here, and you are on the wall. You are featured and as an integral part of Mississippi, no question about it. Great stuff. Great stuff. Mississippi Public Broadcasting, it says, known as Mississippi Public Broadcasting since 2003, MPB provides educational and instructional professional growth and public service programs for the students and citizens of Mississippi. So MPB has made its mark at the max. Absolutely. No question. (laughs) So as we're walking through into our next exhibit, which is our theater, you'll also see a little bit of what's featured on MPB. So we have some Muppet related things because of course PBS of course that's been on PBS so some of those are featured in here among other really special artists so Tanea Stewart is in here lots of others who are featured and are known for their theater work one thing that's popular for students is our puppets I think we've had kids playing with it this morning and that's a great thing that's what they're for but you can see the glasses here and that's because it's a puppet theater so that's a great way for kids to use their imagination perform act out and it's very cool. So we're moving into our school now, and there's some really interesting things that you'll see. I want to take a moment and tell my audience there are chalkboards that are depicted on the wall. Yes, chalkboards (laughs) depicted on the wall. And iPads. Um, The lockers that you see, so it's set up and looks like a school. The lockers feature art from students from our local high school, Meridian High School, in their art program. So that's student art. And then at the top, you'll notice that there's a lot of photography. These are actual yearbook photos from people that you may or may not recognize. So most people can kind of pick out a few of these. But the star of this particular exhibit to me is an interactive we have through an iPad. And, you know, students often, we know, may not feel if they have an arts interest that they always connect, that they always click with other students. And sometimes they kind of feel like they're out on their own a little bit. And and should I pursue my artistic talents because I don't necessarily fit in in a mold? So this is a way for us to showcase that there are other artists in Mississippi who may not quite have felt that they always fit in. 
So if we open this up, and it's going to allow you to ask some questions. So it says, will I always be so awkward? What if I'm different than people expect? Will I ever be in the spotlight? How do I fulfill my dream? So let's just choose and see who else felt awkward. And we can see from this it's going to showcase a photo from Elvis Presley's yearbook. And then you can see his story about specifically why he felt that he was awkward. And he goes on to say that his prom date said that about him. Um, So at the bottom, it has, see what I become. So despite that, we know that Elvis, of course, became Elvis and became very successful. And you can learn a lot about him throughout the kind of the depiction that you see here. Yeah, and then after you go through and you learn about them, it gets to a point on the iPad where it tells you to draw or write your own story. So you can use the pen and draw a doodle of yourself or your name or a cartoon you want to draw or whatever and put it into the story as well. It really helps showcase, even if you're never an Elvis, you can still contribute to your community in what they would think is a small way, but it's not. It's so important, however we contribute to, to our community. We've had a lot of grandparents um, come in who, parents too, but grandparents who feel that there's a disconnect between, uh, particularly related to technology, of I can't really relate to my teenage grandchild anymore or even my younger one because we just come from different times. These are ways that that connection can happen throughout the exhibits, not just this particular one, but it's a way that I think that families can offer experiences for each other. And to me, you know, thinking of Christmas coming up and other things, what a wonderful gift to be able to give your family member than to experience a museum, not just ours, but any museum over the holidays, you know, especially coming off such a difficult year with COVID and families are just now starting to come back together. Museums can offer a safe place to do that where they don't have to worry about all of the things related to COVID, of course. Um, You can spread out and enjoy and have good conversation. Okay, so now we're moving into the home, and there's a few exhibits related to the home. This is the exterior, as you can see. So there's a couple of things to see with this. We have kind of a slightly different exhibits here. So this is our garden that you'll see that little small children, our toddlers, love because they can plant their garden. So it's all felt and safe for littles and sanitized all the time. If you walk into our front porch, we have rocking chairs throughout for those who need a little break. But also coming into the home itself, this is sort of, again, showing what a front porch could be. And there's different people featured for different reasons in here, but also a basket weaving. Felder Felder Rushing Rushing is here. (laughs) Felder is here, is a great friend of the Max. He is here a lot. (laughs) And we are so grateful for him because he offers just something different and unique and special and has a great audience pull for sure. The other thing you'll see in this area is we have art blocks. So it's an art puzzle. So a child who maybe is saying, I don't want to go to a museum, might find interest in this. So there's all kinds of things that they can create and use their imagination with this art piece. And they can move the blocks. They can create however they like there. 
So now we'll move from the outside of the home into the inside of the home and what a typical living room in Mississippi might have looked like and how that inspired again. It does feel like a living room. And in addition to that, we have in the center sort of looks like what a coffee table might look like, but it is a design, a quilt. And this is, again, an expression option. So this is a way that kids can use their imagination and think about what a quilt would look like because, again, quilts aren't often looked at as an art form, but it is. We have some displayed here where they can do all kinds of things and create their own unique sets of art. Okay, so moving into our library, we feature Mississippi artists. So you see John Grisham and Richard Wright and Eudora Welty, among others. And so this has been a unique opportunity for especially thinking of high school students who are sitting in the English class and they're going, I don't want to write another paper. I don't want it. So this is a way that they can connect back to a Mississippi artist and maybe in a way that they hadn't thought about before. So we have a typewriter that's that we really like in here. And you can see that there's a reflection of it. You can also hear this particular case is John Grisham talking. So it's thinking about exhibits in a new and different and unique way. So you're still hearing, like I mentioned earlier, rather than reading something on the wall that John Grisham might have said about how he came to be, you're seeing it in a different way that captures the attention because it's got electronics in it. And we know that that attracts the attention of children and high school students as well. And so this is a way that we can kind of capture that with them. So we're about to finish up the tour. We've got like three more galleries and exhibits to go to. So Laura, lead the way. All right, Jermaine, you ready to go to church? So ready. Here we go. (laughs) So there's not many museums where you have an actual church, but this is our version of what that is. And you'll hear the music in the background from a large screen. But what's special about this is we have pews that came out of an actual church in our area, which was damaged by a tornado, and we refinished those and brought them back in. And we feature stained glass of a lot of artists that you would know, and it's everyone from Faith Hill to Robin Roberts who all credit the church as being influences for them. So there's a large screen, and right now the Mississippi Mass Choir is performing on that screen. And I'll I'll just mention that one of my absolute favorite moments that we've ever had was at our opening gala. The Mississippi Mass Choir was in our top rotunda and began to sing with those beautiful acoustics. And I still kind of well up with tears thinking about it, but it was such a special, special moment. And what's even more special is Stanley Wright, who is on our administrative staff, is in the Mississippi Mass Choir. He's featured in this exhibit. And we mentioned earlier, but what's really, really special for us is when we see children particularly come in and they create a stage and they pretend to be in a choir. And it's the experience that they've experienced in their own churches. Or we've had, you know, future pastors, future ministers come in and give us a sermon, which we all sometimes need. (laughs) And it's really special to see, even though there's not any, quote, interactives in this particular exhibit that you can touch, they create their own because they've done that throughout the museum. So again, just a different way to showcase things in a way that you wouldn't expect. That cohesion that started from the ground up. As Frank said in our first recording that 
They were talking about Mississippi always being on the bottom. Hmm. But whatever's on the bottom is holding, up, is holding everything else holding up. holding everything up. It was built on a solid foundation. And I think that's the whole thing. We have even members that are in the choir whose grandchildren are in. So next we'll walk into our People in Places exhibit. This one's a little unique in that there's a lot of things that, again, you wouldn't normally think about or see. But what's special about this is we want our out-of-town guests that are coming in to really see what they could do in the state of Mississippi, not just here. So you can create a map with our Cultural Trails exhibit. It's an interactive where you can showcase things that you'd like to see or that are of interest to you and either email that to yourself or print it in our gift shop. And it's a wonderful way for you to see other things that you may not have known were here. Also, you can tune in to our radio. So just like we're seeing today, your listeners are going to enjoy radio. Then this is a way to do that. And you can hear stories throughout uh, with Mississippi artists. So this is another just different and special. We've got several of those that are the same for that reason. Beautiful gallery, just, you know, full yes. of Mississippians. And again, I'm seeing people who are on some of these photos that I didn't even know were Mississippian. So it's still like a whole learning opportunity for someone even my age. And I'm not going to give that out. But, yes. I mean, <laughs> you would think I've gotten to this point. I would know every single famous Mississippian that came out of here, but I don't. And that's the beauty of this, this museum is that it just opens up more and more doors of getting to know exactly where you're standing and who came from where you're at. Exactly. I think that's a great way to put it. And, you know, it, even those who have lived here all of their lives, and, and meaning the state of Mississippi, are still surprised. You know, I mean, so there's always people that you'll just have to come in to see that. But there's always people that think, well, I didn't know. I didn't know that person was from here. So, you know, there's always surprises to see. And, and I'll be honest with you, we tipped the iceberg. There are many other artists that we could feature that we just don't have room for. <laughs> so as we grow and progress, we'll change some things out so that you can experience different artists. But there's a lot more. You know, that's what's so amazing that this isn't all. Something I love, too, is so many of the artists that we feature and entertainers and, contrib- you know, cultural, important people, they give back to the museum as well. So I was thinking about Tania Stewart, who is an actress. She's going to come back and do a performance, I believe, next year and with B. Richards' material. So I think so many of them want to give back to us but also give back to the community of Mississippi and and give and showcase their talents for us and inspire our young people especially to say hey I went off and I made it big but I'm still from Mississippi. My favorite quote from our intro film is when Marty Stewart says that he carries a five-foot square of Mississippi with him everywhere he goes. And I, I think that that's wonderful. And so many of them are so gracious to give back to us. Charlie Pride came and performed before he passed away. And just so many wonderful people. So, Laura, we are actually getting down to what? Our last exhibit. Our last one. But to really experience the max, how long do people need to stay? <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> that's a great question. It really can be whatever you'd like for it to be, but we suggest at a minimum of two hours. But we've had people come and stay eight, and that's perfectly fine when you purchase a ticket. It's yours for the day. So we've had people who have come in in the morning and spent some time with us, gone to eat lunch at a local restaurant and then come back or gone to other things, and that's perfectly fine. So there's lots to see and do, but it really can be whatever you'd like for it to be, and that's sort of deliberately done in mind. It's not a tour guided, it's a self-guided, so you can make it what you want. We encourage people to think about getting a membership because every time you come back you can see something different, whether it be actually different like the changing gallery, but also just, oh I didn't see that before, or I didn't read that panel, or I didn't do this thing. So like she said, you could come in and spend your hour and a half or two hours if that's all you have, but you can also come back over and over and experience our programs that we have and different things through our membership program is great. Good stuff. Okay, bittersweet moment, but take me to the last exhibit. Okay, so to me, we've talked a lot about success, right? We've talked about how that's a goal for us. We've talked about just a wide variety of things. This is sort of the way that we, is sort of a final way that we kind of end things for us as far as the exhibits are concerned. But what we want them to see, we want everyone to see that even though you may not know certain people because they were before your time, you're going to know other people. So, you know, Shamar Moore credits Morgan Freeman as being his greatest influence. Others, we could go on and on. So as we're moving through, this is where you see some really special things. So we do see Elvis's jumpsuit and a guitar from him. This is an actual replica. But it is literally made to be an exact museum quality replica. So as we're walking through, you're still able to see a lot of other special artifacts. A lot of people don't know, and this is something really special, that we have a Darth Vader mask. So Star Wars fans will be interested to know. And then they're always like, well, why is that in here? Well, of course, the reason why is because the voice of Darth Vader, James Earl Jones, is from Mississippi. Yeah. Um, and again, it's showcasing influences. So you, we were looking at a, a large photograph of Morgan Freeman, and you see you know, about 10 different people who credit him as being huge influences for them. So for example, Denzel Washington said of Morgan Freeman that he was his favorite actor, and he watched him perform in Central Park, among other places. So credits him as being a huge influence. This is good stuff. So this is basically... Mississippi's global impact, what we did here and how it affected everybody else that's around us. Absolutely. So we want the world to see that a lot of the roots that they know started here. And sometimes people don't realize those connections. So this is our way of helping to explain that. This is good stuff. So this is the end of our tour. I am not tearing up. Somebody's cutting onions. No. (laughs) I have one more thing to show you. Okay, okay, let's go. It's not an exhibit, but I have one more really important thing to show you. This is our water wall. And the reason for that is we really refer to the Max as there's something in the water. There's something in the Mississippi water that makes us so unique and so special. And all of these wonderful people that we've talked about today have come from our great state. But not only that, this is a way that every person who comes in whether they're 2, 22, or 82, can leave their own mark on the max and on what we have. So I'm going to rub my hands together. I'm going to warm them up. 
You ready? I'm like a kid in a candy store right now. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm going to leave my handprint. Okay. And in just a second, you'll be able to see it come about. It's a thermal wall, so it works like a movie. So you can see. And you can leave your handprint. The warmer your hands are and the longer you leave it, Uh the better it does. This is a really great spot for teachers, especially when their kids are leaving or families when they're leaving, too, because it says on the wall, leave your mark and what can you do to make a difference in your own sphere of influence around you. It's so cool. I see it. Look at how hot my hand was. The longer you leave it, the better it does. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is great stuff, y'all. This is just, it's a beautiful facility, beautiful artifacts when it deals with Mississippians and just showcases Mississippi in such a new light. You know, you kind of get lost for the trees sometimes when you're here. Yes. And then you come out to the max and the trees part and you see exactly where you are and who came from where you're standing. Absolutely. Good stuff, Laura. I love it. I love it. We're so pleased that you're here today. I love it. It's absolutely our pleasure to show you all that Mississippi has to offer. So I have been enjoying my time at the Max with Director of Communications and Programming, Miss Laura Hester, and also with youth educator Casey Mosley. We have come to the end of our tour. We have got to say adieu to you, but we thank you both for just showing us around and giving us such a great experience pun intended here at the max so thank you so much is there anything you want to leave our listeners with any contact information if they needed to maybe try to book or where they could go online oh of course we would love our doors are open for our guests across the state and beyond so please visit our website it's msarts.org You are also welcome to call us at 601-581-1550. We'll be happy to answer any questions that way. And we just encourage you to come and see all that we have to offer. We've given you a little clip, but come and see it in person so that you can really experience it on your own. Bring family and friends. It's a wonderful opportunity for Christmas gifts, things down the road that your families can experience together. And you can also find us on social media. We're all, we have a Facebook page, an Instagram page, a Twitter, so you can find us there as well. And there are links to that on our website. Good stuff, ladies. Thank you so much for having us here. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAS.